0: Welcome to the Well Fuel Podcast, your spot for everything gut health, detox, hormones, a healthy home, mold, and everything in between. I'm your host, Isabel Smith. I'm an integrative and functional registered dietitian and the founder of Isabel Smith Nutrition. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Well Fuel podcast. This is Isabel, and I'm your host, and I have a very special friend and colleague and practitioner of my own here on with us today, Dr. Rob Graham. Dr. Rob Graham is, has an MD and an MPH. He's the co-founder of Fresh Medicine. Dr. Graham is a Harvard-trained physician, board-certified in internal and integrative medicine, a public health scientist, a TEDx speaker, and a food activist. Dr. Graham received his medical degree from the School of Medicine at Stony Brook University Medical Center and completed his residency in internal medicine at Lenox Hill Hospital. He earned a master's degree of public health from the Harvard School of Public Health while completing three fellowships in general medicine, complementary and integrative medical therapies and medical education at Harvard Medical School. One of less than 25 doctors and chefs worldwide, he obtained his culinary degree from the Natural Gourmet Institute. He is the chief health officer at Performance Kitchen, a medically tailored meal company. A leader in the field of integrative and culinary medicine, he has prescribed food as medicine for nearly 20 years, has taught over 500 healthcare workers and mostly doctors how to cook, created the first edible rooftop garden on a hospital in New York City. I didn't know that. That's amazing. And is the founder of Fresh Medicine, an integrative health and wellness center in New York City. FRESH is an acronym for their five ingredients for health, food, relaxation, exercise, sleep, and happiness. In 2020, they launched an online school called Fresh Med U with his wife, Julie. Follow his work at Fresh Med NYC. Dr. Rob Graham, I'm so happy to have you. Welcome.
1: Hello, Isabel. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. And when I met you, this was just a dream and now it's a reality.
0: I know. Wasn't it though? I think I might've said to you, I think I want to have a podcast someday. (laughs) Here we are. I said,
1: don't do it. And I said, don't do it. And don't do it. And then you get me on. So don't listen to me. That's the, that's, that's the rule. That's the rule. Don't listen to what I tell you.
0: This was a passion project that was actually born a lot earlier in the year than it was supposed to be, but I decided I need something, needed something fun. So we sort of switched things around. So Dr. Rob has, you guys have been watching me online for however long you've been watching me online, but what you don't know and what you will know now is that I was in the midst of the sea of garbage that I was wading through and I think it was 2020 and I was connected. I don't remember who connected us at this point, but somebody, somebody was like, you have to see Rob Graham. I will think of it. And you and I sat down and literally sifted through, maybe it was 2021, but sifted through all of my labs. We like took a piece of paper out and tried to figure out why I was still suffering I had done, you know, various different detox protocols, had seen so many practitioners and just like was well that I was better, but I wasn't perfect. And what we came up with was the fact that because I had lived through a couple of mold spaces, moldy spaces, that I could still be having mold internally. And that was like the biggest light bulb that ever went off in my head. You were like, I don't really want to treat you for this. But, but I think this is what could be the problem. And it was, and it truly was. So Dr. Rob, you have played a huge, huge role in my own wellness journey. So thank you for being here. Can you tell me how, I mean, you're just so incredibly educated in so many wonderful parts of medicine, but also I just find you so like emotionally so warm and loving and caring with your patients and uh, as in ha- having experienced that firsthand. That's very special. And so thank you for that.
1: Very welcome. And you, the old adage, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm-hmm. It's true. Right? And, and I think that's a lot to do, mm-hmm. it too. Co- you know, you, you said a lot of things and I kind of want to focus on a couple. God gave us two ears and one mouth. And oftentimes, when you go to healthcare and practitioners and doctors and nurses and registered dietitians and everyone, right? The classic study of a doctor typically interrupts a patient within the first 18 mm-hmm. seconds of them telling their story. And it's your story, right? And we have our job, or at least my job, I see it as, is a listener. Um, and again, two ears and one mouth. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we interrupt because we want to get to the diagnosis. But in fact, you are te- you're the storyteller. And oftentimes it's just sitting and listening and patients mindfully listening that a lot of the details that come out of the patient's narrative or their story is the diagnosis. And I often tell patients, and I don't know if I asked you this, is after like the, the hour visit with me, I'll often say at the end, what do you think is going on? Because it's important, right? Because ultimately, we see each other—you know, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, an hour, right? But you live uh, with yourself, and I firmly believe that you're the you're, you're your best doctor. My yeah. job is just to 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 help and listen, and point you in the direct direction. And something that I've always respected about your approach is that you're educated, and I think education means a lot in today's world. Um, opinions are everywhere you know there's good parts of social media and there's bad parts of social media but at the same time you know credentials matter experience matters and longevity in the field matters and i think that's part of the problem here is that when we are suffering right we are constantly looking for answers and often oftentimes the answers are within Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: i think you have to find that right partner and ultimately, mm-hmm. that's what I believe the true essence of integrative medicine is, right? Is using the best ev- evidence available out there for a condition or a symptom, wherever there is evidence for its utility. Again, mm-hmm. the scientific method, we can, we, can, we can, you know, argue about how it is, what's published, whatever, whatever, whatever angles of the scientific method. But it's really important to understand that science is generalizable and replicable, right? Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes we have to use that scientific foundation or grounding for us to then embark on this journey together. And, and my approach really is, is a simple approach. Um, and you mentioned it earlier, right? I It's a fresh approach. It's a new approach to an old stale medical model where we have to understand how people interact with their food, their relaxation, their exercise, and their sleep, and their happiness. And so one of the things I believe that we have to pre-educate our patients before they see us, understand where we're going with them before they come into, into our building, into our offices. Um, and so with that, I think, you know, we're complex people, we're complex beings, women are more complex than men. You have, more, you know, body parts that we don't have and uh, you think of things differently. And I think oftentimes we fail to honor the differences amongst each other and uh, sit down and quietly listen to your issues.
0: No, it's, it, and I and I felt that, I know that as as a colleague and a friend, but I also feel that and felt that as a, as a patient. And, you know, so often I feel like practitioners and, and and I'm guilty. We're all guilty of it ourselves. Right. We're like, so I get so excited. Right. I get so excited when I'm like, oh, I think I, I think I know what's happening in this person's body. Right. That we I've got the thing in my hand. Right. Before we often sit down and like actually walk and talk through it. So I am always consciously walking and talking through things with my clients so that we can understand how we might have gotten from where we were. To where we are and i think the question which is so important and i always say to my clients and probably at least every time i meet with them at, at some point don't think too hard about this answer but intuitively what do you think i always say please don't think too hard about this right just mm-hmm. tell me what comes to you immediately do you think that there's that you're being exposed to mold yes do you think that this do you you know and they're often without even thinking yes no you know, it was this at this point. And I think it's such an important question because you're right. Deep down, we do know a lot more than we think we know if we listen.
1: If we listen, right. And I think, you know, part of where this field has gone and, you know, I have a small cohort of people that I really I trust and refer to. Right. And you're one of them, partly because in today's world, well, let me go back. You know, I one of the things I think I also pride myself on is that I test, I don't guess. Right. But in today's world, and you see this and I see this a lot, right, in the patients we share together, many physicians, practitioners will throw the kitchen sink at patients. And that's not the way we learn, right? We learn in medicine that we have to listen to the story, the history, do a physical exam. By the way, I also still examine my patients, which many doctors don't do today. Mm -hmm. Um, And I test appropriately based upon my differential diagnosis, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you didn't have a differential diagnosis, what that means yeah. to, to your to your audience there is that you have to kind of understand what you think is going on before you actually go and test people. Right. In today's world, and many of my colleagues in functional medicine, okay, they test everything. Yep. And by God, something's gonna show up. Yep. Right. And yep. that may not be the issue, but now right. you're on that path. Right. Yep. And you know, you're on that path. And you in oftentimes we do get excited by testing, right? And finding oh. out what comes out on a test. But then at the same time, does this elevated CRP have anything to do with their Hashimoto's? Maybe right. not, you know, but now we're on this path. And, and oftentimes I tell, I still teach and I tell my students, you have the reason why a physician is a physician and why we go to school for a long time is because we don't test blindly. We test based upon your story. our differential diagnosis so to to your to your clients to your patients out there when you walk out of a doctor's office and you are tested tremendously okay um and how many times have you gone back and the doctor will say i don't i have no idea what this is and i always tell my students if you don't if you don't know what to do don't test correct right right and then what then then on, on the flip side of it then then what we we see a lot i see a lot is that patients come in with bags of supplements right and ultimately and i think you and i agree on this is that yeah. food has been the most important is the most important driver of our health and Hippocrates 2000 years ago said let food be thy medicine and we've forgotten it and i think my job is to remind us that you know what we can take so many supplements but remember the word supplements is supposed to supplement a diet
0: it's true and and i actually i think it was last week i dropped a you know, we do a lot of these mini episodes. I actually, the the subject of the mini episode was like, are too many supplements making, like making you not successful in your health journey, something like that. More is chaos, right? And, and chaos, if you're already in a position where you're having trouble with whatever's going on, more is not more, right? And you and I were talking about this offline, less is more. And oftentimes, and I know you do this too, I will have people stop taking things. And by golly, what I often notice is when they stop taking those things, we get to the desired outcome before we even needed to take those tests that were or were not necessary. We don't, you, we don't include any testing in any of our programs or packages because I don't even know what I want to test you for, right? It's like, right. I need to know you before I test you. And also, in addition to whatever testing at some point down the line I choose to do, I'm going to take the subjective data that you give me as I read the test, right? And I may or may not treat what comes out on the test based on what you actually feel. And that's really important. And I don't find that, like, whether it be a functional medicine doctor, a chiropractor, a, you know, a, a, a dietitian, you know, whatever, I think people are overly testing and under, like, not, not under treating, but inappropriately treating, I should say. Right? Over
1: treating to a certain degree.
0: Yeah, yeah, over treating to a certain degree when it's not necessary and sometimes if we give the body a little bit of time and we adjust things like right rest, exercise, stress, diet, right? And we say okay, now what do we see? We might choose to test something completely different, right? If we do those things, we might say, "Wait a minute, I didn't see this before, but now I see this, and I think that's worth its weight in gold."
1: Done. <laughs> 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 no, less yeah. is more. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's these old adages are old adages because they are they have te- been they've been tested and they're still true. Complex solutions yeah. often are answered by simple solutions.
0: Yes. Right. Yes. Um,
1: and, and again, going back to kind of my acronym fresh. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hope I'm not sharing too much personal information, but, you know, we've we worked a lot. We worked a lot together. But one of the things that you you still kind of have a hard time with is sleep. And so if you don't sleep well, you're not going to rest well. And if you don't rest well, you're not going to feel well. And if you don't feel well, you're not going to go work out. And if you don't work out, you're not going to eat right. And if you're not going to eat right, you're not going to be happy. So oftentimes patients say to me, what, what," you know, in these podcasts and conferences, what's the most important pillar in your fresh model? And I say all of them because they're so synergistic, right? And so I have people that are so strict with their diet that they're gone crazy.
0: Yep. That's bad too.
1: Right. And so and, and just because of diet, I know as a dietitian, too, is, is oftentimes there is no one right diet and there's no mm-hmm. one right diet for everyone. And I think testing aids in designing the right therapeutic diet, mm-hmm. right? Because the best totally. diet is the one you stick with. Right. That's, that's mm-hmm. a, another old adage. The best diet is the one you stick with. And all diets make you lose weight if you stick with them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so understanding the right diet based on not your story, but also your physiology and and testing Mm -hmm. will help us design the therapeutic diet for whatever condition you're dealing with. And oftentimes I see people and I know we have a couple patients together that have been on low FODMAP Mm -hmm. for a year or an (laughs) autoimmune paleo for three years. And, you know, ultimately, (laughs) ultimately it's it's it's. um, my wife always jokes, says, you can't take a, take a bone from a hungry dog. And so oftentimes we, what we do first, right, is that we tell people what not to eat. That's the other thing yeah. that drives me crazy. Of doctors' yeah. typical dietary recommendations, it's, they're called doorknob discussions. So as the doctor is about to walk out the door with his hand on the doorknob, he'll tell you or they'll tell you, don't eat fat, don't eat sugar, and don't eat salt. But as a chef, in my other life, right, I tell people you can't have a good meal without fat, sugar, and salt. True. Very okay. true. So, mm-hmm. so in my life, I you know half my time I'm telling people what to eat, and half the people I'm telling people what not to eat. But ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, just going back to the diet, right? It, there is there is the right diet for you based upon your own physiology, your own genetics, the testing that we do, and again, it's a therapeutic diet because you're going undergoing something, right? And then, and what then you along do is the way, reintroduce. We
0: changed- Right. And then, right. Exactly. As you just said, we changed, we changed that along the way. Right. we, The goal I mean, my goal, I assume your goal is to get people eating more and different and varied. Right. As they heal, because they're, they're able, like that's going to get your microbiome, the healthiest, longest term. Right. If you're yeah. not on this AIP for three years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, just, I think, and I'm not sure if we work together on the microbiome, but you know, I've been testing the microbiome for 17 years. And so one of the first guys to do it during my fellowship up in Boston, and I met my, one of my mentors, Don Levin, he was testing microbiomes. I still use the same sort of simple GI effects. I use Genova. Why? There's a lot of better ones. There's a lot mm-hmm. more complicated ones. there's a lot better. GI map is a great one too, but I am very comfortable analyzing the GI effects, the SIBO breath test. I'm very comfortable given my 20 years of experience, understanding and interpreting the tests. Based upon the differential diagnosis, why I test, right? And so, oftentimes I see patients come in with, "Oh, Doctor So and So tested my organic acids, my gut microbiome, my saliva, my hair, my blood, my..." and I'm thinking to myself, "Then why are you here, right?" And so, part of it is going back to the initial conversation we had, is that we overtest, we overtreat, and we underlisten.
0: Yeah. Well, so, and so I can, I can like hear the wheels turning for people out there listening and being like, Oh, uh Oh, is this me? Right. Is this me? I'm so confused. I have all these tests. I have all these complex treatments that these, these people have given me and I'm not getting better because I get, I get DMS every day, every day like this. I'm on my fourth practitioner, you know, I'm not getting better. I've spent thousands of dollars. I blah, 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 blah. How how do you? I mean, I can answer. I'll answer that as a patient, but I'm going to ask you first as a practitioner. How how do you? What do you say to these people? Right? What do you What do you say to them?
1: Well, first of all, I, you have to. You, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm always, always, I'm always blown away by the resiliency of people who are suffering, mm-hmm. right? And they're continuously looking for answers, right? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, as we said before, you know, this teacher appears when the student is ready, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, you know. And listen there's a lot of good practitioners out there mm-hmm. right there's a lot of good docs and i think most docs and dietitians and people in healthcare go in it for the right reason right the compassion to altruism and wanting to reduce suffering right i, th- I think that's their primary focus right yeah. um but then we all get complicated we get we get confused we get busy you know um, i maintain a very small practice because i want to know isabel right mm-hmm. and i, I want to know her mom. I want to know her dad. I want to know, understand her husband. I want to understand Paul. I want to understand you. And you can't do that. And I see in, in this world, right? We're all overcommitted, mm-hmm. right? We're overstressed. And part mm-hmm. of it is that it's the nature of the world, right? And so if I'm not getting the results I want from this practitioner, I'm going to go find another one, mm-hmm. right? And I would say to, to, your, to your clients and your patients out there, before you start jumping around in doctor shopping and dietitian shopping, right? Just sit back and listen to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife always says, again, it's not about working out; it is about working out, but it's also about working in, mm-hmm. right? You have I to love work. In, right? I love you. That. Have to work in, right? And I think a lot of times we're always searching for answers and not sitting still and waiting for the answer to appear. My practice has now become almost like, particularly here in New York, like the botched guy on TV, right? And so a lot of people just botched right and a lot of people are getting interested in the integrative or functional approach and i think it's the long going back to the original point, i said longevity in the space their credentials matter um and i think just because they you know have yeah. you know thousands and millions of followers and they have a big a, a, a public appearance oftentimes it's if they're doing all that, they're not taking care of patients. I hate I'm going to say that, you know? Um, yeah. And so I think it's important to understand that, too. And yeah. if and it does intuitively, intuitively, if it doesn't feel right, then it's probably not right.
0: Probably not right.
1: Particularly I know. among women. Among women. Women have that sixth sense, you know, that, that <laughs> when you know when you feel something, it's probably true.
0: As long as you listen, right? And I think that's the other. Women tend to listen, I think. Sorry to generalize, which I hate to do. A little bit more than men do. But yeah, I mean, look, as a, as a patient in that situation, I had a number of doctors test me for everything, but what was actually going on, right? Oh my God, I had 35 blood vials drawn and like, everything was fine. And I was like, yeah. I still feel like trash, you know? And you know, so- I remember
1: one thing about you. I, you know, I, I remember, I remember the thing, and, and I'm old school, right? And so I have a pen and paper.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And I have a pen and paper and I write things down. And i don't write Mm -hmm. everything down i write things that really i need to follow up Mm -hmm. on right and that's what that's what happened with you and i remember what it was it was an elevated complement c4a yes Yes.
0: but everything that was it yeah everything was
1: was perfect and that Mm -hmm. that one i remember circling it and i say this is again mold is hard to test mold Mm -hmm. is hard to treat Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of mixed opinions about it right and so I think mold is ubiquitous. And I told you right from the get go, I will help you find the person who knows how to do mold. Because yeah. the, the other part is that you can't be good at everything. Right. Right. I actually so ended up doing
0: most of the mold myself, unfortunately, because I couldn't find somebody to do the mold. Right. And I'm exactly. grateful. But I would never have gone there if you hadn't said it to me. I never would have. Yeah, and it
1: was at one test. It was at elevated C4A um, gene. And again, you know, in this space, Again, going back to your, your, the question you had originally about complex issues, right? And then the analogy I always give is like a Greek diner for those people who don't know what a Greek diner is. A Greek diner, they sell a little bit of Asian food. They sell a little bit of Greek food, a little bit of Italian food. You can get your hamburgers. You can get your French fries. You can get everything in a Greek diner, right? And they're all pretty good, but there's not one great thing in most Greek diners, Right. And so no physician, no practitioner can be good at everything. It's uh, true. My, my particular specialty is under, understanding and analyzing complex issues, right? And coming out with simple solutions based yeah. upon the intersection between our food and yeah. our health, right? I because if you Think about that. You put three. Think about how many meals you've eaten in, in your life, yeah. right? And it's pretty simple to, to do that, right? Your age times three times 365. Mm-hmm. That's how many meals you've eaten in your life. Um, for someone who's 50 years old, it's probably 50,000 meals. Okay. I'm going to
0: see how I'm, I'm calculating. Yeah. Three times 35.
1: 38,325 meals. Right. Wow. Exactly. And so how many of them do you remember? How many, of them was, how many of those are memorable, right? Yeah. But yet you are literally putting the outside world, right? Yes. Into you, right? And besides our skin, there's no, really no other way that the outside world interacts with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... You know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, enter this space of integrative medicine. You know, 20 years ago, right in the beginning of it, before it really it kind of blew up. Um, and uh, my friends are very famous functional medicine docs. Um, and I also think that, you know, the power of a physician is 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 underutilized um, and over and again overprescribed. Um, mm-hmm. There's not the pill for an ill, right? There's usually yeah. there's other ways to do it. Um, and my simple yeah. approach is food first. Urban yeah. supplements, yeah. and then drugs, right? So That's flipping of, the whole sort of prescription model. Um, on
0: its head. Drugs are
1: always there, you know. And so I think the other thing that we mentioned offline here is that you know we're we're complicated in a seven layer cake. Mm-hmm. I, I do a lot of food analogies. I'm sorry, you know, I'm oh chef. So, but but you know we're all like we're like a seven layer cake, right? And mm-hmm. you know if you want to have the if you want to have the true experience of a seven layer cake or a tiramisu, you got to go down deep and scoop it all up, right? Because if mm-hmm. a seven layer cake, you only scoop up the first layer doesn't taste the same, right? And so we are like a seven-layer cake, right? To get to the root causes, which I think that's a term that's overutilized. And you have to get all the way down and take that whole seven layers, right? And oftentimes it's not the medicinal part, right? It's usually the relaxation, your spirituality, your sleep. How do you find happiness? Are you happy? You know, because ultimately our motto is, right, when it comes to health, it starts with food. But at the end, what we truly want in life is to be happy.
0: True. I I get a lot of funky looks when I say to my like, very like busy male clients, tell me what are your hobbies? And they like, look at me and I'm like, yeah, I asked you that question. And they're like, I don't have any anymore. And I'm like, well, your homework is to go and find some because, you know, this rest and digest constantly, you know, lack of rest and digest and constantly living in this crazy, you know, sympathetic nervous system space is I think making most of us. That it makes it impossible to see what's actually going on. When you're in a fight or flight all the time, you cannot actually see what's going on.
1: Yeah, you know, our our model, right, is um, the H. The H in in fresh is so important. And it's really, it's a secret sauce. And most people don't think they need it, right? But Mm -hmm. if you ever had any sort of... Thing. You need the secret sauce. It's called the secret sauce for a reason. And then I believe the secret sauce is the age, the happiness. And it's yeah. really the work my wife does in positive psychology, right? Is understanding how to thrive and how to be happy. Because oftentimes we all want to be happy, but we're never taught how to be happy. Right. And just going back to the sympathetic tone, right?
0: Yeah. Is that
1: when you are in a constant autonomic nervous system, overdrive sympathetic, right? It's fight or flight and your vision, your thoughts get very narrow and focused, mm-hmm. right? Because missing the bad, right? Mm -hmm. Evolutionarily. Missing the bad could kill you. Missing the the good wouldn't. Doesn't matter. Right? And so we always focus on missing that. You can't Mm -hmm. miss the bad. So we're always now focus. But yet if you see it the other way, right? It's broadened and building, right? And so as a New Yorker, right? I still take the trains. And by the way, the trains are safe most of the time. Okay, everyone? (laughs) New York is safe most of the time. It's New York. It's New York. but you ever have that day that when you get out of your out of your um, apartment you catch the, mm-hmm. you press the button and the elevators there right mm-hmm. you get all the green lights green lights all day and then you get onto the train the trains are about to pull up you come out but mm-hmm. think about the day that doesn't happen right that yeah. the elevator isn't you're waiting five minutes you miss the train now the train is delayed now you meet the crazy guy on the train right and then that, then you know there's a long line at Starbucks and then it's it's that once you have that sort of sympathetic, anger uh mm-hmm. stress the mm-hmm. day doesn't go doesn't flow as well and so it's such an important aspect to it all and and, and for us it, it happens to be behind the f and fresh right so relaxation you know yeah. we all have to find 10 minutes a day to at least to plug out to calm yeah. down to downshift yeah. 10 minutes because it takes 10 minutes for the brain to get that relaxation response Right? I know
0: other people are like, oh, I, I don't know if I can fit in the meditation. I'm like, well, then sit outside, you know, and you don't have to meditate. Just do something that doesn't involve you sitting in front of your screen. Right. Yeah. These small things are so underrated and so highly valuable to the to, to your wellness journey. You know, you guys see me shrieking in the cold plunge every day, which you and I discussed offline that I challenged you. I ch- I challenged you to give it a try and you just have to breathe it's horrible but the but the zen you're able to get it really helps to reset the nervous system in a really beautiful way and you don't you know it doesn't have to be some crazy cold temperature it can be whatever feels cold for you as a start but it's you know there are very few ways i think in this current day and age to really get the nervous system to quiet down the humming the laughing the singing you cannot be in fight or flight while singing unless you're yelling right? So don't yell, but like sing. Metallica.
1: What about Metallica? If you listen to Metallica, (laughs) again,
0: Depends on what your inner being is thinking in that moment, you know, but you can't possibly be in fight or flight when you're like singing to a song that you love, right? So if you can't figure out how to meditate or you can't figure out how to find a minute to turn on the radio, play it, you know, sing, enjoy it. That is going to tickle the vagus nerve in such a nice way that you will actually be able to calm your nervous system down, right? These things are not to be overlooked in your wellness journey. They are actually to be, you know, as we're talking about, probably ahead of or at least with the other things that you're working on. But you can't get what you're looking for from your supplements if you're not absorbing, if you're not resting, if you're not breathing, if you're not in a place of calm, right? And so if your practitioner is making you more stressed because they're throwing everything at you, take a step back, take a deep breath, you know, kind of allow yourself to think about, you know, how you might be able to make a change or how you might be able to talk to the practitioner about what you need differently. That sometimes is the best place to start. You know, I'm needing X, I'm feeling Y. See how your, you know, practitioner responds. Hopefully they respond lovingly and, you know, thoughtfully and see how that relationship goes before you jump ship. I actually think it's more detrimental for most people to be to be hip hopping around into different, you know, practitioners all the time because I think it just gets very muddy and messy. The, the kitchen gets very dirty and cluttered, you know, when, there's, when that kind of thing is going on. But ultimately, there are so many amazing practitioners out there and you just, you, you need somebody who's gonna simplify what's going on, not make it more complicated. Right. And yeah. as I say with supplements, right, we have to triage what we're actually looking to do one step at a time, right? We can't be giving everything we ever want to give to some, some person at the same time because your body can't assimilate that. It just can't, especially not well, if you have this body. beautiful
1: little organ, in the liver, you know, that's how many parking spots are in the liver, right? And so when you're overflowing and overloading that liver, it's not going to be working. For me, no. you know, um, my relaxation, Mm. is kitchen, right I love mezapla you know mm-hmm. um, I you know we learn in culinary school that we have to get everything in place before you start cooking. My wife on the other hand is like where's the basil? Where's the garlic? you know and I'm thinking myself <laughs> yeah yeah oh my God <laughs> it drives Me crazy. <laughs> mezen plus your kitchen and mezen your life right get everything in order. Um, yeah. and that's the other thing just just about a doctor hopping you know and, and everything yeah. else like that. First of all you are the client right you, it's if you don't feel comfortable or you don't yeah. feel like you're getting something move on okay yeah yep. because it, you're not you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it right because ultimately right. that relationship is not gonna that's not gonna work mm-hmm. right so continue to search for the mm-hmm. person you feel is caring for you right and mm-hmm. um, for me, like I said, for me, relaxation is so important. And before we before we end Isabel, mm-hmm. if I can if I can end with my prescription to all of you, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's important. It's yeah. important, right? Because uh, you know, a lot of what a lot of what we prescribe gets mm-hmm. complicated, and oftentimes it's again the simple solutions, um, mm-hmm. and that's what I think our strength is um, mm-hmm. that we find a very simple way to overall increase your well-being. You know, cold punch isn't for everyone. Running a marathon isn't for everyone. You know, eating paleo isn't for everyone. Even vegan isn't for everyone, you know. But I think ultimately, if we kind of nudge our life in the direction of um, Mm well-being, we will get a lot out of life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's
0: true. What's your prescription? Tell me and then. I'm going to ask you some questions before we get up.
1: All right. So I usually end with this, but I'm going to do it now. Okay. So when it comes to food, yeah. eat more plants. Okay. When it comes to relaxation, you have to relax for 10 minutes a day.
0: Mm.
1: When it comes to exercise, you have to move
0: mm-hmm.
1: for 30 minutes a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When it comes to sleep, you have to sleep, not go in bed, but you have to sleep for seven to eight hours a night.
0: That's fair. When, I was hoping and, we weren't going to say eight.
1: Yeah, And when it comes to happiness other people matter. So it's mm-hmm. not the fame. It's not, it's not, it's nothing. It's it's nothing besides the people and the community you surround yourself with. And that's part of the right. reason why I like to do some some podcasts, right? Because ultimately what you're trying to do on a stealth mode, right? Is to build a community of like-minded people who are cheering you on because yeah. there's a whole world out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm quoting my wife a lot today, but so th- one of the things I she always says, right? Either you with me or you're with or you're against me. Yeah. Right, and so you have to f- surround yourself with people who are for you and with you because um, yeah. that's probably the most important factor to consider it's here. It's a tribe. And, and yeah. It's a tribe and we're a tribe called fresh.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love those pillars. I think, you know, my goal in the podcast is, is to be a place where people can get good information and listen to, you know, hopefully fun and interesting conversations. And you know, I usually spill my guts here because, you know, I'm human too. And, and I have a microphone and I feel like a lot of people in my position aren't as transparent as I am. And I'm happy to be because I learned a lot in my journey, but I think, you know, it's so important for you to feel comfortable in your, in your journey with whomever is working, whoever, whomever you're working with, whatever their philosophy is, but if they're not addressing your food, your rest, your happiness, you know, you're not going to get where you want to go. So make sure that whomever, you know, you're working with is talking to you about these things and it's not just supplements and, you know, Best. medications. Yeah, 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 cuz you won't get that far. So, mm-hmm. Dr. Rob, I have a couple of questions for you. One, what right. are you what are you doing these days? What's the your favorite thing you're doing these days to promote your own health?
1: Oh, get to the water. I love it. So, I I love I um <laughs> And that's how excited I am talking about the beach, right? I love the beach. I Societies that live the longest are the societies that live near bodies of water,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? There's a relaxation to it. There's a mm-hmm. calmness to it. There's a meditation to it. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a beauty to it, right? So much so that during the pandemic, and you probably have listeners all over the country, but during a pandemic here in New York, and you know, we got to hit the hardest. And I live in yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. And I still live in Manhattan. I'm born and yeah. raised in New York. But there's a a beautiful beach about an hour away of New York City. And if you fly into New York, into JFK, it's about 10 minutes away. It's called Rockaway Beach. And it's not the Hamptons. It's nothing Mm -hmm. fancy, but it's Mm -hmm. beautiful. And it's an hour away by train, Mm -hmm. by cab, by Uber, by bus, Mm -hmm. and by ferry. Okay? Mm -hmm. So within an hour and 10 minutes, I can leave my house and be on the beach. So much Mm -hmm. so during pandemic, in life, we either have time or money. Rarely Mm -hmm. do we have both, right? Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I had... No money, but I had time, right? Because everybody was not coming to the office. Yeah. And so we, my wife and I would just get to the beach three or four times a week. And so much so that we loved it. And we actually ended up renting a bungalow in the Rockaway Beach that we go to whenever we can. So if I'm not here and I'm not in the kitchen, I'm usually at the beach my bungalow. So that is the thing I'm doing all the time. And I, I we love- rent it out throughout the year.
0: So in the winter, you're there sometimes, too. In the- yeah. I haven't been there, there Christmas dinner.
1: And there's a beautiful hotel there now called the Mm. Rockaway Beach Hotel. You feel like you're in South Beach, Miami.
0: I've heard. I've heard of it. I've actually seen some of my friends like on Instagram. I'm going to go there. And when I'm there, I'm going to call you up and see if you're there.
1: (laughs) And we'll do lunch together. I
0: love it. Okay. So that's, that's the first thing. Second thing. What's your favorite food?
1: Rice and beans.
0: Is it? Okay. Love that. And then three, what do you do for exercise? How do you keep yourself moving? What do you like to do?
1: Bike, walk, and swim.
0: Bike, walk, and swim. And any particular, you know, you could do an Ironman with that three combination.
1: I, you know, so much. (laughs) <laughs> Remember I said to you, before, you have to move at least 15 minutes a day. And people also say a you know, half hour a day. I say half hour a day. And I said, yes, think about this. You have to walk 15 minutes in one direction and turn back and walk 15 minutes. That's just a half hour of exercise a day, minimally. And yeah. so I'm fortunate enough. I live here in Upper East Side and, you know, I'm in the park every single day. I'm a city bike. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have my bike. I have my bike on the beach. Swim. Every, I swim as much as I can and I walk everywhere.
0: Love it. No, I think, you know, cultures that are, you know, ambulatory, you know, I will never forget when we were in Capri a couple years ago, seeing these like 90 year old little ladies carrying their grocery bags up the stairs, around the corner, up the street, you know, cause you can't get cars. And I'm like, this is why these people live so long because totally. they just move. They move all the time. Um, yeah. I
1: used to work. I used to consult for a company called the Blue Zones. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if anyone wants to know what's the secret of life. Check out my man Dan Butner's work, Blue Zones. There's a Netflix documentary right now, and it is right. It's and it's funny. We're friends, right? And so he has the Power of Nine. Dan has the Power of Nine. I have sort of Fresh Five, um, okay. and it's the same sort of life pillars and move naturally, right? There's no such thing as the. Back in the day in Italy and Capri, there's no such thing as the dreadnought or the swear, swear master. right?
0: Right? Right? They right. just we'll walk, literally walk to the cares. store
1: they walk to the store, they carry their bags up the stairs back home. Right. And so I think that we complicate this. Right. And listen, I love a good gym. I love a good burn. But at the same time, you know, it's the consistent movement of our bodies that is needed for well-being.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that. So I hope you guys have learned a lot. Dr. Rob, where can we find you?
1: Right here Uh, in New York City. No, so um, so I have an office here. I still have a practice here in Manhattan, um, but on Instagram at FreshMedNYC, mm-hmm. um, check social him out. medias and everything else. Yeah, check me out.
0: Check, check him out. He's worth checking out, and he's wonderful. And if you guys, you know, are like, how do I co- connect with him? Always, you can always DM me, and I can I can share and connect. But go and check him out on Instagram. And thank you for being here. Yeah,
1: Contact us. Contact us on our website and everything else like that. And I always end by saying, stay fresh. Okay, Isabel.
0: I'm going to try. I'm working on it. You know I am. I'm working
1: on we're, it. In the, in the we're damn all cold. a work in progress. We're all <laughs> a work in progress.
0: Well, thank you for being here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time on the podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening to the WellFuel podcast. We're so happy to have you. To make sure you don't miss a beat, please subscribe either on Apple or Spotify because we have episodes dropping once or more a week with tons of great content. If you want to make sure that you're up to date on everything we're doing in the business with our clients and new offers and all the things, make sure that you check us out at Isabel Smith Nutrition on Instagram and isabelsmithnutrition.com. See you guys soon.